You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll take a glass together and we will lift it to the good life. This is Equity One, Broadway's happy hour. Pour yourself a drink and join us as we chat about life, theater, and and everything in between. I'm Elliot Maddox. And I'm Caleb Dickey. Join us for your Equity One. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. Clink, clink, clink. Good morning. (laughs) Welcome to this week's episode of Equity One. Hi, Caleb. Hey, Elliot. We are sitting here in the beautiful new Broadway Podcast Network studio. We have the most amazing view right now of Manhattan. The Hudson. The Hudson. All of it. I mean, my back's to it. But um, <laughs> but I can see it. It's amazing. I can see it, yeah. Um, and our guest has an amazing view right now. And we have an amazing view of our guest. Yes. Uh, this <laughs> week, we have Shalina Kennedy with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's oh my so gosh. fun. Hey. Drink it in the, in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's not Hello, quite the morning. Mostly. It's afternoon. So well, that's... exactly. It's brunch. Uh-huh. It's time. Uh-huh. You know, it's Gradual. the weekend. And you we... got to slowly wake up. Exactly, and and it helps to have just a little bubbly, a little mimosa. I have like my coffee in one hand, my my mimosa in the other. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been, Caleb? It's been pretty good. I'm enjoying February more than January. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. I had to think about that. I for think a so. I don't. Um, January, you, know, you feel like you hit it so hard, and you're like, I have all these goals, and then like you miss one, and you're like, oh, I'm off to a bad start. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, I, we put I, so much pressure on ourselves, too, right? It's so January, much. we got to do this on our New Year's resolutions or whatever. Yeah. I got to yeah. like, start the New Year right. Oh, yeah. It's a lot so, of pressure. I don't know. Like, the the weather's, I mean, it's windier. Yesterday, I almost, like, blew off the street because it was so strong. But I was walking to Trader Joe's, and I was, like, I had to, like, plant my feet, like, like really tight to the ground. And I was, like, so leaning sideways because the wind was so strong. It was nuts. It yeah. was wild. And I watched someone's beanie just get, like, off oh like, no, not a the hipster being. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I was like, poor thing. The best is when the girls are, well, this happened to me yesterday when you're wearing too much gloss, you know, when you're walking down the street and your hair gets stuck in it, and then like the minute you, and it's everywhere, and just, ah. Oh yeah, hair, it's, it's just, it's just not, it's not going to happen yesterday. If you mm-hmm. like walked out your house and you were like, yes, this is it, I feel so good, you step outside and it's over. Yeah. With the hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. February is feeling good. I mean, January, it's always like that, again, that start of the year, that like passing of time, like milestone. Well, I think we had like the Australia fires, the coronavirus, like the impeachment. Everything was like boom, boom, boom. Totally. But you know, they say it goes in threes, right? So this might be the end. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe we got it out like at the beginning of the year and this is it. Well, that's (laughs) that's what I've been telling my friends to be like, I've honestly had a terrible January and I'll be like, and that's all for 2020. So the rest of it is going to be amazing. Like, be just get perfect. it, just get it out of the way. And yeah. with, what's the groundhog's name? He didn't see his shadow. So spring is coming. Well, spring has done already yeah. been here. Like, <laughs> that, that's the thing with, with Groundhog Day. I'm like, I'm like, it was 60 degrees yesterday. So like, it's there was just no winter. You know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. we skipped it. Yeah. yeah. Someone yesterday Terrifying. was like, I know. Someone yesterday was like, it's so cold. It's way too cold. I'm like, like it's February. It's February. Like it's supposed to be cold. Yes. That's like that. That is comforting to me that, that it is like yes. chilly in february back to normal yeah. no i want to like use my coats yeah layers yeah we're recording this right before the oscars on sunday yes 
Are you guys going to any Oscar parties? I'm I'm just doing it at home. I'm making a cake. I went to Trader Joe's and bought some snacks. Mm-hmm. So I'm just chilling at home. But I'm making I'm remaking the cake from Parasite. Okay, that is so cool. Yeah. I have to say I am very jealous. <laughs> I want to go to your party. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. Come on. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm really excited. I made the layers this morning, and I'm gonna like ice it tomorrow. Did you like? freeze frame the movie or like did you look at pictures i took a picture when i was re-watching the movie um and i'm really it's a simple cake it's like white and has like little like um little like uh icing kind of like circles on the top with just little blueberries on it okay there are like there are like green sugar discs on it and i don't know if i'm gonna try that i might try and like melt jolly ranchers Oh, like in the shape. Are you a baker? Is this something that I you love do? to bake? It's a wow. it's a new it's new yeah. it's impressive. a new um uh, passion of mine that I'm exploring, um, um, little by little. I am not a good baker. I like to just like throw salt and pepper, and there's no balance. And I wouldn't baking? be good. No, I, that's why that's why I'm saying I wouldn't bake. I like right. cook. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> baking, you have to be like two teaspoons. Or else it blows it's up. Very, right? Yeah, yes. it has to be very exact. Yeah. Okay. That's what it's, I think that's what's interesting about it and why I like the, I don't really understand it. So I think it's fun to like figure it out. Yeah. If you guys ever tried those little cupcakes, like you make a cake in a cup, like a coffee cup. Oh, oh I've no. seen them like in the microwave. My my dresser from Beautiful gave me one because I kept craving this like confetti cake. Uh-huh. You know, the confetti cake, I tried it once and then every day I was like, confetti cake, confetti cake. <laughs> yeah, I sure. just couldn't stop thinking about it. So he got me a confetti cake in a cup that mm-hmm. you just put the little package yeah. in and mix in milk and microwave it. I mean, of course, I tried it when I was on my cleanse, so I couldn't have it, but I gave it to my <laughs> <laughs> I gave it one to Jen and one to my kid uh-huh. and they loved it and it smells so good and all I did like for an hour was like put my nose in the cup and just smell it oh and it was God. the most amazing thing but and then my mom just came and she got like a chocolate one they're the easiest you microwave them for like a minute and you got a cake with like fresh icing it's amazing it's warm so is it a tiny packet this is, is like it? a tiny packet you get like the box of it and there's like six of them in there and it's not anything i would ever get myself but like right. as a gift you know it was perfect and then you can like single servings cakes it's perfect yeah, oh. and that's the thing that alleviates the most annoying part of baking, which is cleaning up. Yes. There's a lot of moving parts with baking, a lot of dishes, a lot of bowls, a lot of pans. The hardest part was always the whisk. You gotta get the uh, you gotta uh-huh. the icing yeah, through yeah, the, yeah. the whisk. But now, <laughs> but as a kid, I was like, "Give me the whisk." Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, My boyfriend is the same way. He's just like, "I'll be tasting that." Thank you so much. Uh-huh. I actually had to tell him today. I was like. Now the cakes are finished, but like you can't taste them because I have to level them. Like you can't just like go pick off a piece of the cake. Like the cake. Is oh, because you pan. do the whole. Wow, I have to see, level you're it. You're professional. The, I try. I'm trying. I'm very much. I'm very <laughs> Too much. much work, an, very much an amateur, but trying to like do it right. You okay. Know? Yeah. You're gonna be on the next um, Bake Off show. Oh my god, I'm not near talented enough. I think you have enough. Like you have a you know enough and you have enough personality that the producers would be like, let's put him on. He's yeah, good. For, TV. But also your creativity around what you're making, like, and who would have ever thought of a parasite cake? Like, I that's incredible. <laughs> exactly. I, I, Points. I do, I do feel like I do feel like I would be like a fun character, like a first off, like a second second or first off. I would I would be in the bottom the first week. They'd keep me around for story, and then and then they'd be like, unfortunately, you are just terrible, so you have to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you know, if anyone's if anyone's listening, the producer of the British Baking Show, you know, I hear they're bringing it to America. Oh, it won't work. It never works. It won't be as charming. When you bring stuff over, it's not sharp. I know it'll be cutthroat. Everyone will be like, "I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to bake cakes." You know, (laughs) and then it's just gonna be not not a not it. What are you watching right now? Are you watch? Do you watch television? Well, I was gonna cover this in the Oscar point, but I was glad you glossed (laughs) it over. Now I have to come clean. So I have to admit. I'm ashamed of this being an actor, but I don't have a television. Oh, you okay. don't have so, a television. <laughs> I don't have a television. Um, but I, I'm a fan of you know the HBO and the mm. Netflix. I, mm-hmm. I was just on the band's visit tour, you know, for yes. six mm-hmm. months, mm-hmm. and so when I was there, I got obsessed with um, um, Israeli television. And so, and you know, and I was friends with Sasan Gabay sure. and Adam Gabay. So I started with Our Boys because it was coming out and it was the big thing, and and Adam was starring in it. Oh my gosh, that series is unbelievable have you guys watched it no no oh, is it on God. hbo it is it's okay. um and it's a true story and adam plays one of the leads in it and it's unbelievable it's hard to watch it's really like it's based on true events it's super uh-huh. dark but it's very important and uh timely and i think it's it's important that we all kind of you know are aware of that kind of thing and what's going on and that those events and then i switched over to Stitzel. Is it Stizzle? Is my pronouncing it properly? I have no I have idea. Stizzle. No anyway, it's and it's all subtitles, but the writing is phenomenal. I've laughed out loud so many times. Okay. It's phenomenal. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, 
it's great. It's I mean, it's taught me so much about the you know um, the Orthodox community, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just a great it's just a great television show. It's, I love a show that you enjoy, but you also learn something, and you feel yes. you take away something from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just, like going into like you know fads or phases you know where I'm doing something and I get into you know and then I leave that and I go to something else it just feels kind of exciting like my brain learns more if I do it that way yeah mm-hmm. yeah I will say like seeing Parasite and kind of like how how amazing it was and it is really like opened my mind up a little bit to being like you know what I should I really should see like a more like foreign films and like things where like what is it Bong Joon-ho said in his like Golden Globe speech he was like um if you if you can get past like the the inch wall of subtitles, uh-huh. you open yourself up to a world of amazing art. And I just think mm-hmm. that that's some, something that like you know we kind of like you know ignorant American over here is just like eh, subtitle like you know what I mean like. But it's <laughs> yeah. so easy, and you get used to it right away. You yeah. do get used to it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, also, you know, the, just the style of, of of acting and the style of, you know, the, the way that they approach, tele, you know, television and, and creating mm-hmm. that kind of work is just, just different. It's a different color of the rainbow. So yeah. it's kind of nice for us as actors and as, you know, theater makers to um, just to educate ourselves and widen our palettes a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I remember mm-hmm. as a kid, the first subtitle movie I remember is Flying Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Ooh, and I remember by, tiger, by the end yeah. of that movie, like you didn't even have to read the subtitles because you were just in the world. You understood it all. And it was just yeah. encompassing. Yeah. I remember there's this random, um, I guess it's not random, but it's a, I think it's a Yermo de Toro, Toro movie. It's called The, the Orphanage. And I remember we watched it in like my Spanish class and it's terrifying, but I remember it's, it's one of my favorite like movie experiences and uh. it's like in subtitles. And so I just think, you know, it's a good, good reminder to like, you know, branch out, branch out, see all kinds of stuff, yeah, like different sure. stuff in, uh, influence you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've already been gabbing, yeah. but we, like, <laughs> we, we like to officially start our interviews by asking our guests, um, what first got them interested in the arts as a young person? Ooh. Um, well, this is going to probably sound totally cheesy, but I don't remember a time that I wasn't interested in the arts. Like, my mom mm-hmm. always sort of takes credit. She said, well, when you were in my belly, I played my <laughs> guitar, and you turned around and rested your back against the vibrations of the guitar, and I knew you were going to be a singer. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I basically came out, like, singing and dancing. And, um, <laughs> You know, like there's this picture of me in my mom's high heels and her like little my little lace dress in England and she's playing the guitar and I'm like, what? Like just singing my, <laughs> my tail so off. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, I started um, playing piano when I was four and I started dancing when I was four and I just have done it ever since. It was like either going to be that or I was going to be an activist. I was like really passionate about the world and about animals and the environment and I was either going to go into like some kind of... I don't know, like, you know, political or Mm -hmm. some kind of world where I could make a big difference and a change or I was going to be an artist. And so I figured, you know, at some point, maybe like 10 years after I'd been in the business, I realized you can do both. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, they're so married together. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the more you're involved in your community and the more, you know, you um, you get deeper involved in what you do for a living, the, I think the bigger change you can make, you know, and the bigger difference you can make. Yeah. So I always think um, you have a larger platform to kind of say, put out in the world some ideals. Yeah. Good ideals. Yeah. Yeah. And I tended to be a shy person um, and I'm still a little shy. And especially when I was younger, I had a hard time being, you know, um, outspoken or, you know, feeling confident in crowds was always a big thing for me. So I think the more I practiced just getting out of my comfort zone, the more I realized I could, you know, I could get involved in many more things and, and actually be more, more of an effective human. <laughs> Do things I was proud of. <laughs> so, I, and when you were younger, like this, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were, your family was in the military, so you traveled mm-hmm. around a lot. All the time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of like, it seems like it informs that kind of like mix of interests pretty pretty well you know if if your family is like you know serving you kind of have a service like political mindset and now what was it like mm-hmm. being a creative kid taking dance classes being interested in music but also constantly being in all these different environments different cultures like what was that experience like well it was a little terrifying i was an only child and we literally moved around like sometimes every six months, sometimes every year, wow. sometimes every two years. So, I, you know, and we lived in Australia, we lived in England, we lived all over Canada. And then when I was an adult, my dad moved to the States and he became um, the head of the Iraq desk at the UN. 
And so, um, and then as an adult, like I joined the Mamma Mia tour and I toured the States for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of, you know, experience in different countries and different cultures. Um, and we traveled a lot. Like even when we were in Australia, you know, it wasn't enough just to be in Australia. We went to every <laughs> sure. other place. You sure. Know? Just made the most of it, right? right and my the best proximity. friend at the time. Yeah, and my best friend at the time, we were our best friends. We were families, you know, like mm-hmm. the dad was best friends with the dad. They, um, they lived in Hawaii. So we would go like twice oh. a year, spend Christmas yeah. there. It was amazing. So in a way, it was sort of, uh, it set me up for the lifestyle. But in another way, mm. it was bad for my um, education in terms of my, the arts because I was always changing styles, changing mm-hmm. schools. And I was a classical ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I was involved in the, like I learned the Chiquetti syllabus and then I would move to a different country and they wouldn't have it. And then yeah. I started wow. studying something <laughs> else and I was all over the place. But, but it was also good because it, you know, it taught me to be really flexible. But I think it was also a part of the reason why I was so shy is because I was always being introduced to new people and I would always go in really quietly and then I would have to get used to it and then by the time I got friends we'd have to move again sure so it was it was tough but you know also really great and it was a good education yeah I I can imagine and also like kind of the 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 I, I imagine it would be freeing to have like performing still as like that thing that even though it's different remains consistent and a lot of like shy shyer people people with more introverted um, tendencies like really kind of like crave that kind of um, <clears throat> release, that yeah. kind of place, a safe place where you can be extroverted and, and be yourself and not have a shy place. I think a lot of us find that kind of like safe haven in, in yeah. performing and yeah. in the arts. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I, I only wish, you know, it's interesting now that I have a son because I wish that I'd started acting younger. Because I think that would have helped me as well. Like the the singing was great and the dancing was great, but because I studied everything classically, it was classical piano, classical uh-huh. dance, classical voice. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit more structured. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I think having you know a modern class or having you know being able to go into an improv class or a you mm-hmm. know whatever, just being a little freer with it, I think is good, especially when you're younger and you're. I really believe in sense memory and what we put into our bodies at first is what informs the rest of our journeys, mm-hmm. you sure. know? And so I think it's important that we, our building blocks are free and, you know, we encourage sort of openness with our kids when they're learning yes. any, any of the arts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I think my we, mom was like, you're in soccer, you're in karate, you're doing art. And she just like put us in anything, whatever stuck yeah. to the wall. She was like, you get Ooh. to, you get to try it. Go. That like, was the same with my family. That's great. Yeah. 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 My mom was like, if you want to wear a skirt, that's cool. Like, if you just figure it out. And uh, so supportive. I yeah, love that. That's amazing. Um, how did you, did you go to college? I did. I did. I went to Sheridan College. How did you, like, you've traveled the world. How did you decide mm. on that place? Well, again, it was, it was, I was very confused about what to do and where to go. Because mm-hmm. I got accepted into uh, Queens University for, I was going to be an opera singer. Okay. So um, I got accepted to their, you know, to their music program and um I got a scholarship to go there and uh and I had to choose I was like well am I gonna waste all of my dance training and all of the other things that I've learned that I love am I gonna use it and do something else so I decided to go to Sheridan (laughs) College (laughs) and be in musical theater and my parents were like oh I guess we'll try that out and see what happens (laughs) but it was good you know I loved it that's where you know that's the school that it you know started come from away they Mm -hmm. developed come from away and then it came out of Sheridan they all the kids you know workshopped it um, so they, they do great things. They're like, the, I would say one of the best in the, in, in our country, in Canada. And, and then after that, I went to, um, the Birmingham conservatory for classical theater at, uh, Stratford. So that was kind of like my next step in development as an actor. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that was really good for me. What, um, have you, have you, um, now being living a lot in Canada mm-hmm. and then in the States working a lot doing that, have you noticed, are, have, are there any differences in how the, the, um, the climates of the industry in in New York versus like Stratford. Oh, definitely, definitely. So I think in in Canada we're um, we're uh, how do you say this? Like it, it's it's a it's a culture based on festivals and um, okay. there's you know there's commercial yeah, yeah. theater as well, but for the most part we are all brought into the business as ensemble members, mm-hmm. like of larger kind of festivals, like Stratford, like Shaw, like the Charlottetown Festival. There's so many of these places where you go in, you're in a whole season. Mm-hmm. And they sure. used to offer people like five seasons at once. That was your contract. So you would go wow. to a place for five years. Wow. You would mentor with one of the older actors mm-hmm. and you would start with smaller parts and you would gradually get to the place where you were playing leads. Oh, and, wow. you know, it, it, it sort of fosters this wonderful kind of 
ensemble mentality where you mm-hmm. play, you know, you understudy and you play small parts and then you'll play a bigger part and everyone kind of is, it's a bit of a socialist kind of system. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, you know, the downside to that is that we don't really have a star system in Canada. I mean, we do mm. now more than we did before, but... Um, it, uh, it it's a little different. Like there's um, there's a bit more of a ceiling, you know, in Canada. Sure. I think. I mean, you know, you could ask somebody else; and they might disagree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here in New York, it's definitely sort of you kind of go with the lights in your eyes, and you're like, here we go, I'm yeah. gonna be a star. And then you have more opportunity to kind of do bigger things, um, you know. And and I think both communities are so great. Both have been super supportive of me, and 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 I've learned a lot from being in both countries. And I I love them both for different reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was your journey to New York? Well, ironically, uh, it was through the Stratford Festival. Like, I'd always wanted to get to New York. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny because, like, um, uh, Josh Young and I laugh about this, or we used to laugh about it a lot, because he also wanted to get to Broadway. And he was like, well, I'm going to become a Canadian citizen. And he was nominated for the Tony for Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm -hmm. We did that together. And uh, he played Judas in it. So anyway, we... um, we were buddies in Stratford and we were, we did a couple seasons together and we were laughing because we've always, you know, both wanted to get to New York and we were both kind of finding these permanent lives in Canada. Right. And then <laughs> we did this production of Jesus Christ Superstar directed by Des Mackinoff and it ended up coming to New York and mm-hmm. we're like, well, maybe they won't take any, everybody or maybe it'll be just like a couple of people. Mm-hmm. They took the entire cast. Amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, like, uh-huh. made all these people's dreams come true. And then, you know, we were laughing like two months later going, how did we, how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> After all those years that I went down and auditioned for Broadway shows and didn't get any. Sure. Now yeah. here I am, you know, committed to being in Canada and here I am going to, going to Broadway for the first time. It was cool. I think a lot of people, I think, you know, we've, we've actually had a few um, instances of that. People talk about that. We recently talked to Mo Brady, who's the creator of The Ensemblist. And mm-hmm. when he made his Broadway debut, it was because he was living in Seattle as a professional actor, meeting these people, making these connections. And so when he finally did make the leap to New York, those things happened very quickly just because of the kind of different path he had chosen to live in a different city, do theater that way, meet people that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it kind of goes to the bigger narrative that there is no direct path Mm-mm. you must Mm-mm. pass go to get to Broadway. I you mean, are so right. There are so many different <clears throat> um, ways, which I think should be really encouraging to people. I mean, I think that like you know the traditional way of like you know moving to New York and pounding the pavement is not the best. Um, path for everyone and no. it's and there's not just one um so i think that that's really encouraging for people to hear those those stories that yes. those things happen in different ways for everyone well and i wish i'd heard that when i was younger you know mm-hmm. like a lot of people and parents ask me like how did you get there do you have advice for you know my kid i'm sure you get the same <laughs> yeah, questions yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know and i always say like it's a it's a crapshoot i have no idea yeah. like it happened for me this way but it happened for everybody else different ways yeah and like you just said there is no one way and i think that the universe i mean this maybe sound really airy fairy but I really believe in the law of attraction and that the mm-hmm. moment that you release and you make it about the work and about being the best artist that you can be the universe will hear that and so whether you you know and people have always said to me like I directed a, a production of something somewhere like in a small town and somebody said oh Shalene it's only you know I'm only playing this in you know this small town and I said you know what never say that I said you know are you playing let's you know for instance like Golda in mm-hmm. Fiddler on the Roof yeah. in Uxbridge is just as hard as playing Golda in Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway. So just do the work and be in it. And then, you know, don't, don't put parameters around it. Don't judge it, you know, just be Mm -hmm. an artist. And then you'll eventually, if you put it in your mind that you want to get somewhere, you'll probably eventually get there. If you put in the work, you just have to trust that the universe is taking care of you. Yes. Now you are the artistic director of artistic producer artistic producer <laughs> ironically of, of the um the eclipse theater company i am in yes. toronto right mm-hmm. yep surprise <laughs> that title so it comes you know things come a little bit like full circle you talked about that kind of community of that theater kind of community the mentality in canada talk about what inspired you to um to work on that on that project and bring well that forward. it's kind of a long story but in a nutshell i'll you know abbreviate it for you so <laughs> we i was part of a, a a theater company in toronto called theater 20 mm-hmm. so it was people like um paul nolan colm wilkinson um adam brazier louise Pete, all these people we mm-hmm. there's 20 of us that came together mm-hmm. and created this theater company and i had to leave you know early on just because of conflict of interest with some other places and mm-hmm. i um i always felt sort of badly about that and so they when they were 
they went through some struggles, you know, a few years um, after they'd been around for a while. And I thought, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe there's been enough distance now where I can come back and I can find a way to help them in some way. If there's any way that I can, I mean, I don't know what Mm -hmm. I can do, but maybe I can help out. And so in digging around, I realized that, you know, it had always been my dream to help run a theater company. I thought maybe as artistic director, I didn't really know how to do it. Um, But when we realized that Theater 20 could probably no longer be in existence, it was time for it to sort of be put to bed, we just decided to sort of, from those ashes, start something brand new. And I found an artistic director. His name is Evan Chichis, and he is, um, he works at Tuts. He's like the Uh um, um, head of development there. And he's super, super smart. Um, he's a great director. He's a wonderful actor. He's like so many things. He's also the artistic director of um, Directors Lab North. And so they create okay. new works all the time. Like Amazing. he's really great yeah. at creating new, new projects, new works. Um, and so he and I got together and we were just like, well, listen, if we were to do this together, what would be your vision? And we kind of came at it as like co-artistic directors. And then we quickly realized that we both had to probably have one job. (laughs) And I don't know why I went to the money side, but suddenly I was like, well, maybe I can do some fundraisers. And then suddenly I became the artistic producer. And Mm -hmm. now we're, you know, now, now we've got this thing that's been around for a few years and we've been nominated for a bunch of Dora's, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I wrote a show, um, it's called Call It Love, and um, it was actually Evan and uh, Sarah Jean Hosey, who was our executive director, they called me, and they were like, listen, you know, I had this album that had mm-hmm. been out for all this time, and they said, you should um, you should make it into a, a, a show, like a song cycle. And I was like, terrible idea. I don't want to do <laughs> no. it. No, thanks. <laughs> so they're like, we'll just consider it. I was like, I don't think so. So they called me again, like, later on that week, and they are like, listen, we really think you should just try it. I was yeah. like, if this sucks, you have got to tell me, and we're scrapping the whole project. So I, like, put it together. And anyway, like, it was that was sort of the birth. Like, they helped me to sort of find my writing voice mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of a show like I'd always written music but I'd never thought about actually sure. m- you know creating a yeah. show so it was really they the, the company's been great in terms of fostering so many talents and and you know I'm just sort of one of the many projects that they've got that we've got going you know with that company so it's been wonderful how do you um because it's in Canada how do you split your time between that and New York well, you know, it's interesting. Everything, that's what I was wondering. I was like, how am I going to do this? Because originally I had thought, well, maybe I'll just be like associate and then I'll pass it on to somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I got so excited about the company that I just wanted to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do everything online now. You mm-hmm. do all of your board meetings, mm-hmm. you know, through Zoom. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and I can like fly up whenever I want. I mean, the, you know, the trip to Toronto is so easy and I've got Nexus and you just kind of go for the day and then you fly back. It's I've not a big deal. I've never been... Uh, I hear it's so nice, though. It's easier to go to Toronto than it is, like, so many places in the uh, U.S. Sure. It's fast. <laughs> it's like you just go and you come back. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to Toronto. I've been to Niagara as a family trip. Yeah, that's as far as mm-hmm. Canada. That's really well, that's cool. doesn't count, yeah. you know. Just, like, crossing the border. It doesn't know, like, really count. No, you know? it doesn't. No, I got a shirt with, like, a moose on it. That's as far as I know. <laughs> 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 it's, like, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Toronto's pretty cool, though. Like, if you ever want to go. Like, that's, yeah, I've heard it's, it's amazing. Good, I hear it's yeah, yeah. The cleaner New York. Yeah, yeah. All of our, and quieter. All, oh, my God, it's yeah. so quiet. Yeah, it, all like, of our fr- a lot of our friends have, like, worked for a Disney Cruise Lines, which are based in Toronto, and you go mm-hmm. to, like, rehearse there for a couple months, and everyone says I was living lovely. there. I was rehearsing Beautiful, uh-huh. or playing Beautiful, uh-huh. when all of the, when there's a new Disney Cruise sure. going out, and <laughs> I was like, who are all these people? They're in the elevator. They're all singing. they got their full makeup right. on, and they're all oh singing Disney songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must be wild, walking into, like, full, like, just makeup. It's that, that kind of, like... Full out. Disney energy, love Disney-fied. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, love speaking it. of beautiful, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sure. you, you, um, you, of course, played Carol King in Beautiful on Broadway mm-hmm. for a long time. I sure did. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I know, one thousand plus performances, right? Yeah, it was like, over twelve hundred performances. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is that is many performances. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, will you talk about first, um, how your, um, journey with beautiful came about? Like what was the process into like that first, like getting the role? Well, it, I mean, listen, I'll be completely honest. Yes. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's an interesting story. I, I loved the, the beautiful remains. One of my, probably my, my top, like my favorite experience so mm-hmm. far in the theater and the producers, the whole family was so good to me. And, um, 
I played Carol twice in Toronto. I left Beautiful to go and do it in Toronto twice, mm-hmm. which was amazing to be able to play that role back home. Mm-hmm. was really a big deal for me. And, and they also gave me breaks to do other things. Like I did the St. No Disco and Off-Broadway uh-huh. show. You know, like they allowed me to do other projects, which was so super sweet. And then I could come back to Beautiful. Um, but the way that it started was um, I, we'd had this sort of series of like, you know, I, I was doing Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder yes. out in... California and I flew back to do this audition for Carol I didn't get the workshop or the reading or whatever it was Mm -hmm. and they were interested in me for another workshop and then I wasn't available there was so there was always these times when you know we kept crossing paths and it didn't work out Mm -hmm. so then it got to the point where um I had put myself on tape a million times and I'd been in like a few times for (laughs) it can we just send the old tape like yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) just just look at that one one more time so we, uh, I ended up, uh, I was doing this project in Canada. Um, it was a brand new musical and, um, and I was starring in it and, um, it came time for the very final callbacks for, for Broadway, like for San Francisco and then Broadway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they were flying me out and it was going to, it was, I was very excited about it and they, I couldn't go. I wasn't allowed to go for the very final callback for Carol King herself and for the whole team <sighs> because I was doing this other show <laughs> and it was one of the most Oh, it was one of the saddest times. I tell the story to to a lot of kids because I just I always tell them, look, no matter what it seems that, you know, you're going through at the Mm. moment, things can always change drastically. You never know how things are going to go. Right. So I missed this opportunity. It was like, you know, I knew that Jesse was going in for Mm -hmm. it. I knew that there's probably at least one other person going in for it. And and I didn't get the chance to find out whether that could have been me. Sure. And that was really, really sad. And I remember like I was. I think I was six months pregnant and I was sitting in my dressing room at South Pacific in Canada in at Drayton and the Tony noms came out that year and it was Jesse Mueller for mm-hmm. beautiful. <laughs> it was my role that I played in gentleman's guy. Oh. I was like, oh. But you know, the beautiful thing about that is that a of all, I got to do gentleman's guide. I got to start yeah. it. And I got to play this wonderful part in Evangeline in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the thing is, you know, I really believe in loyalty. I had signed a contract. I was doing Evangeline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was on the album. There are certain things that I think, there are certain times where you just have to kind of ask yourself, am I willing to sort of, you know, mess up this whole situation for myself on a what if, right? Yeah, sure. You know, and, and I think it's important to for people to be able to trust you that when you say you're going to stick to your to your guns and you're going to do this project, that you do, do it. it. Yeah. And so uh, I feel like I kind of got the best of all worlds and I did something that I never do and I kept my sides from the audition from Beautiful and I hid them in like a little cubby somewhere uh. like just hoping that one day it would come back and I'd be able to play the role and it did. <laughs> one day my agent called him and he said, you know, listen, they want to see you. They want you to replace Jesse and I was like, don't you tell me this if they're not serious. <laughs> <laughs> I love this part. <laughs> so they said, no, 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 they want you to go in. So I was literally like almost nine months pregnant. Went in oh for, God. put myself on tape for Carol and the team was like you know giving me the thumbs up and I was like okay well I guess we'll just see what Carol says and then on Monday morning my agent called and it's funny because I went into early labor because I'd just flown and I wasn't really <laughs> I was like oh am I not supposed to fly <laughs> <laughs> and the stress of the audition you know sure. like, it, oh all, it just sent me right into labor and then it stopped thank god but I was you know sort of like dealing oh with that god. and my agent calls me on Tuesday morning and I was like hi what's going on? And he's like, Oh no, no, I'm not calling about the, uh, I'm not calling about beautiful. And I was like, okay, what, what's going on? What do you want? And Bruce says, um, I just wanted to, if you, I wanted to know if you can get me a couple of tickets. And I was like, tickets, what do you want tickets for? And he's like, you're opening night on Broadway. You got the job. <laughs> 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 you know, so it's, it really is one of those stories of like coming full circle and, you know, and how lucky I feel to have been able to you know, I love Carol. I've always been a fan of Carol. Mm-hmm. And I was a fan of the whole team, like Mark Bruni. I just, I love him so much. He's such a gentle, open person and a great director. And I feel really lucky. And, you know, to have met Jesse and followed in her footsteps, I think she did a great job with that part, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and I learned a lot from her. I think Amazing. that's really, I think that's a really an inspiring thing for people to hear because I think that you know, what's this, this business can be so hard and Mm -hmm. there's so many things that, that, you know, we have high hopes. We want to tell really cool stories and do our thing. And sometimes it's just out of our power, out of our control, like what opportunities are ours and what aren't. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important to like, like you said, just kind of trust that everything is going to be as it's supposed to be, you know, and, and it's often not how we, 
imagine it will be. But. Yeah, and you have yeah. to surrender to whatever that is. Like totally. that it, like what yeah. you just said, that it's not the way that we imagined it to be, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it sucks. You know, yeah, it doesn't right. mean that that's <laughs> not the way that, you know, yeah. it's going to serve us in the end. I sure. mean, you just have to kind of accept what's coming to you, and it's hard yeah. to do that, but yeah. we want to be in control of everything. Yeah. Oh, we can't very be. much. <laughs> no, there's just no <laughs> control. I mean, we have so we have pa- control over so little as as actors in in this and um but I think that's really I think that's really a, an amazing story. I didn't I didn't know that story. That's really no. Cool. What was the hardest part about playing Carol? Hmm, um or what did you take away from it too? Well, I find the hardest part uh about her to be you know, there's that door scene when she and Jerry get into, I mean, to be open to that that kind of heartbreak and to uh, the divorce that happens every night. I mean, I've been through a divorce myself, you mm-hmm. know, I was married to a man for a long time and that's hard and, you know, and you don't sort of personalize it. It's not, it doesn't become about you and about your past, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you you can't avoid it moving through you as a human. So there, there, it does take its toll a little bit. And, but there's so much joy to it that it, the joy of the show far outweighs the, the sadness of it. Uh-huh. But I think to really be emotionally available to that every single night, you know, eight times a week can be draining. Yeah. It can yeah. be a little challenging. It's emotionally, you know, an intense, an intense show. And I don't like to breeze through that. I like to really show up and, mm-hmm. and be in it. So that was sometimes hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what, I mean, and, and, you know, speaking of you did like over 1200 performances, mm-hmm. that is a long run and it's, it's difficult to sustain one eight show week on Broadway, but to do it for 1200 times, that's, that's a, that's a lot to ask on your, that's a lot of strain on your body and your voice and your, your like overall well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> talk about how you learned how to sustain a run that long and um, the challenges, the rewarding parts, like what talk about doing a really long run. Cause I mean, so, you know, mm. actors often dream of being able to do some, have that's kind of <coughs> stability of knowing where you're going for however many years. Absolutely. Um, I looked at it like a, uh, like a yoga practice or like a meditation, you know, you Mm -hmm. do, you go to the mat every day and it's the same poses, especially if you're doing something like Bikram and it's the same stuff over and over and over again. But you come to the mat as a different person every day with different Mm -hmm. challenges, different experiences or a different energy. There's different people practicing around you, or maybe the rhythm of the class is slightly different. Same thing with meditation. You just come back to your body. You know, you're doing the same breathing, probably the same exercises that you do all the time. And I think it's like that with a show to be truly in the moment and in your body you just have to surrender completely to the thing and just, you know, really listen. Remember to listen, to make it about, I think the moment that we make it about us, we're lost. It's not mm-hmm. about me. It's not about my performance. It's not about anything to do with me. It's about my scene partner. It's about the, the story. It's about how well I'm listening mm-hmm. and what I'm, you know, and, and even, you know, four years in, I was still learning something about the part. And I was learning, you know, every time an understudy went on, I was like, wow, I never thought of it exactly, that way. Yeah. I never, mm-hmm. You know, or sure. like singing it with a little different color, you know, certain days. Um, so that was really exciting for me. And then, you know, when you're in a long run like that, you get to do other projects. Like I got to start writing my show. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, you know, involved in workshops and readings and I would, you know, as I said, they would let me go for certain periods to do other shows. And then you would come back feeling even more grateful for the job that you've got and how good the script is and how great the music is. And you have to just sort of keep, and I think a lot of it too is a mind game that we play with ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. oh God, how can I do this? It's number eight and I'm tired. And I think you have to just kind of, wash your brain of that like one of my coaches at Stratford always said to me um you don't have to want to show up you just have to show up so mm-hmm. it's not about like I want to go out there and like leave all that behind just literally get in your body and show up and do your thing like mm-hmm. do it and just listen that's your only job mm-hmm. and if you listen and communicate and, what you need, and, yeah. Yeah. and then by the time you know it the show is done and yeah. you, you're actually probably more <laughs> present in those moments than you uh-huh. were in like I'm gonna go out there and give them a great performance like you know what I mean you just <laughs> sure. it's really about just commu- like connecting with your fellow yeah actors mm-hmm. I mean something like Carol you're you know it on stage a majority of the show really it's probably once you get on by the time you get off, the show's over. You yeah, know, it's, it's like, like a train. Just jump <laughs> exactly, off the train. Exactly. And <laughs> jump off. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any? Um, any pre-show rituals? Do you have any kind of like ways of getting of getting there t- 
to get into this the the mindset for where when you step on stage and you sit down at that mm. piano and you're in the dress, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the yeah, wig. Yeah. You know, I used to have a very specific ritual that I would do, and then I'm a little bit OCD, so I would I would um, once I got too reliant on that, uh-huh. I would let go. Oh, just sure. to like, oh. do something different yeah. uh-huh. because I think it can it can start to get to be this thing like oh, well if I don't do that then I won't do a good show right. yeah. sure. and like all of that is just is this serving me I don't right. think so right. you know? <laughs> um, but you know I would love to I used to love listening to like old recordings of her mm-hmm. and how she's got such a unique sound and it really comes from this raw place and the way her joy in performing was infectious so I used to love watching videos of her or mm-hmm. like giving interviews and those headbands that she wore and like <laughs> flipping her hair like I just would love to see like all of these it would just inspire me and the way that they made music in the 70s you know the 60s and 70s is so different than the way we make music today yeah the recording process was different like the way that they would skip over like the the first time i realized that james taylor and Joni mitchell were singing backup on will you love me tomorrow i had no idea and they would skip over to from their recording sessions to like record for each other and then carol would go down the street to james's recording session and Uh like play the piano yeah you know they would just it was like this thing that was happening as this community community yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and and i reminding myself of that was helpful, you know, doing yoga beforehand, just doing anything that was going to like, you know, release me and and make me um, open to the, to whatever, to Mm -hmm. the work, to the music, to my fellow actors. Like that's just, that was my job. So it could go from yoga to like music to specific warm ups, but Mm -hmm. it would change depending on what my need was, you know, that day. day. Yeah. 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 Now, Switching gears a little bit, you you recently played Dina in the the band the tour of the band's visit, mm-hmm. which I love that show. Me too. What an amazing mm-hmm. oh my god! What an amazing um, role, but very different in kind of tone to like energy. You know, One eighty, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're like sitting back, you instead of like, like <laughs> you know dancing in the aisles, <laughs> like very like high energy fun, mm-hmm. like kind of like rock concert feel. Where like band's visit is so like you know kind of slice of life, very like very different. So. What, what what was that like working on on the band's visit? Oh, it was unbelievable. That is also one of my top experiences. Mm-hmm. That creative team is amazing. Also, what I learned from it, you know, it, it sort of goes against everything that we have as instincts as actors, you know, like to keep the pace going and to sure. move forward. Like, it's not that at all. Pauses, the unsaid, the mm-hmm. unconscious, mm-hmm. the unspoken, you yeah. know, like the sexiness of it. Oh, I loved it. It's like a hot day in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just kind of like, it's like, you know, we're like, you know, uh, blizzards. Like you just, you, everybody uh-huh. moves really slowly and it just gives you time to, um, to get in, you know, in, on a deeper level than you would in any other show that I've been in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was also, you know, it's so male heavy. Like I said this on my last yeah. day. I was uh-huh. I was so <laughs> sentimental on my last day. <laughs> I was like, you guys. No, but it was, it's that group of men is some of the most the, like gentle, respectful, beautiful mm-hmm. set of, you know, men that I've ever come across like socially or, you know, in the business, like mm-hmm. the, the people that they got together to, you know, to create and to do that show are, they're very, very special. And I, yeah, I, I think also like the multi, the multiculturalism mm-hmm. of it. You know, they had people from Europe, people from the Middle East, people mm-hmm. from Canada, people from, you, you know, the mm-hmm. U.S., all different kinds of, you know, religious backgrounds. And so I feel like I learned so much just sure. from doing it, you know, and from and also seeing how artists from those different places work, you mm-hmm. know, like how somebody from France attacks the music and how, sure. you know, people from actors from the Middle East get into it. Yeah. Like uh-huh. what, well, how do they, what's their process? Right. And so I feel like I, I deepened tremendously as an actor and also as a, as a person. Well, and I feel like that really speaks to the, the bigger themes of the shows is, oh, yeah. is, you know, kind of taking the time to like listen and see how people different from you view the world, approach the world all in different ways, even if you can't communicate. Get the, well, know. that's it. And uh-huh. it's all coming through this lens of like, what is he saying? Did yeah. he say what I think he said? Right. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it was true. I and mean, we did that in regular life, you know, because sure. a lot of people, you know, oh, you're like, anger, you're figuring sure. it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> English, it was people's second language, you know, a lot of it. And so we would go out and try to, and through music, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was so life imitating art. You know, we'd go out and have these epic nights of music where, you know, we'd go listen to bands or the band in the show would be playing. Uh-huh. And, we, well, well. you know, we would just the way that we connected through music was astounding. I just mm-hmm. sort of always thought that that was a bit like, you know, 
Well, sure, it's a theme in the show, but really, like, I get it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. That's it why it's beautiful. such a good show. I mean, What's it like yeah. sharing that show with um, America? What was like the response? And when you're in a new towns each night, yeah. how was mm-hmm. the response? Yeah. Well, I think people either really get it or they <laughs> they're not sure. Like they, mm-hmm. a lot of people were moved by it, but they didn't know why they were moved by it. Sure. It was interesting. Like my father who is uh, a retired brigadier general in the Canadian military, came to see the show, and I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea what he's going to think of it. And at the end, he was he was crying so much he couldn't talk about it for about 15 minutes. Oh, but wow. he didn't really quite know how to explain why he was so moved by right. it. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's it. That's how I felt when yeah. I first saw it. I was like, I'm not quite sure what I just saw, but I know I loved it. And I it took me like a few days to really kind of pick apart what it was, what the, what the show was to mm-hmm. me and what it meant to me. Because it is such a personal journey you know like what what do people need to know like where 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 are you in your life and in your emotional journey and what you're ready to receive and i think that it can be very different for different people mm-hmm. yeah i agree i mean that's 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 an interesting question i see how people responded to it because yeah. i also would mm. say like i would say it's a new york friendly show in the in sense york, of so like yeah. oh for sure people like people really kind of get quote unquote get theater here is what we yeah. like to think also is like new york theater liberal elite like uh, that's uh, uh, you know which, but it's true <laughs> <laughs> but also like you know uh-huh. it's 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 true that like people anywhere are gonna get it and not get it and that's that's just like if, if you're doing something artistic that's just like what you you do it's against, just yeah. like the risk you, you do the art and you see but it. I think there was a lot of healing that happened in that show too like I know I mean I didn't experience this but other cast members experienced this where there was you know somebody you know like a, a Jewish cast member from Israel who you know there was um somebody from, you know, a, a, a very different culture would come and see the show and they would embrace and there was a sort of healing that would happen between these two, you know, very different cultures. And I, I love that, that there was these opportunities for people to connect where they may, you know, they might not otherwise mm-hmm. have even talk to each other. Yeah. yeah. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, Jelena, you you don't know this about me, but I am a big theater nerd, and I collect show merchandise. So I, I collect show t-shirts. I Basically, it's all I wear all the time. <laughs> um, I'm currently wearing a Bright Star shirt today. Um, but so we're now moving to the Shalina Kennedy edition of Merch Madness. Now, we've got some deep cuts for you, and I'm really excited about this, <laughs> um, because the first contender, well, we'll save the deep cut for last. Okay. The first contender is actually an all-star. We've reviewed this shirt before. Um, no, I'm fine. I'm okay. enjoying it. I'm about to be in a dark theater it's very day, sunny. so I'm, I'm fine with the, with, the, uh, with the light. So this is actually an all-star. This has been reviewed on the show before. When we had um, Jog Cariani on the show. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I know. Ugh, love him. Deep friend of the pod. Um, this is the Band's Visit musical t-shirt. Now, I do love this shirt, but I, if a, a fan of the podcast will remember, I don't in, like the hashtag on the back of the shirt. Because the hashtag doesn't go anywhere if it's on the back of a shirt. It doesn't make any sense. Ah. You can't um, click you on can't it. Click it. You can't click it. You can't explore it. Um, and also something about like a hashtag for the band's visit. I don't know. It just seems a little bit like maybe off the, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like it matches the, the messaging of the show a little mm-hmm. bit, like the technology okay. branding on the shirt. I hear you. Um, but it's great shirt and navy with like a oh, cream. Yeah. Classic, the, 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 simple. Exactly. The, it, you can tell I've worn it a lot because it's starting to like wear from wash. Anyway, great shirt. I'm not going to go into it, into it. 
this shirt. <laughs> no way! It's a baby shirt, though. It's oh this, my God. this is a shirt from the, from the Lord of the Rings musical. That? Okay, so I saw this in I saw it on the West End. No way! When when I when I was in high school, we like went up to the like ticket booth in London, and it's it's all I wanted to see. I'm obsessed with it. I love the music. I know like, it's now great and for music. always. I love it. Uh, the, that show is so good, and you did it in Toronto, I right? I sure did. <laughs> so sure did. this is the deepest of cuts. This is <gasps> this is a the Lord of the Rings the musical T-shirt. Now this is in a child's like large because it's all they had at um at the I don't I don't remember what theater it was at like I think it was Drury Lane maybe or something the National. Who knows? But in London, they only had children's sizes of shirts. So I bought a child's large, and it still fits. It's a little short, but um, Crop top. but it's at the Lord of the Rings. Really beautiful colors, like the brown kind of mm-hmm. like wooden interwined um, logo Just and like set. blue and purple. Oh, that set was amazing. Yes, it's like oh my god, <laughs> that show <laughs> is so good. I remember loving it. I loved that show so much. And then on the back it says London. So this is, you know, not doesn't say Toronto, but No, but it's great. Close enough. And so I think that, you know, it would be a shame to not claim the Lord of the Rings shirt, the the clear winner of this week's merch madness for like for like wow factor alone. I am so yeah. thrilled that you have that. I can't believe that you have that. <laughs> I didn't even know there was merch. I know. Um, I, I have this and then I bought the like the like cast recording, like the folding out, like the actual like C D mm-hmm. with like lots of inserts. Um yeah, I loved this show so wow. much. Yep. I listen to I love listening to the music. It's so good. I loved building that show. That was so exciting. It was one of the most exciting times of my whole life. And the first show that we ever did, the first preview, was four and a half hours long. <gasps> we had to stop the show. Oh <laughs> no. Nuts. And it's a it's a long show to begin with. Yes. But is it all three books or is it like Yes? It's yeah. Everything. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's so good though. The music is so good. If you haven't heard it, I'm sure it's on Spotify or something. It is so worth a listen. I've got to tell you, I got a chance to play. I thought I was just going to be a hobbit through the whole uh-huh. thing or a Breelander. Well, I got to be a Breelander too, which is super exciting. But at one point, we were all going to be men, and so they wanted us to shave our heads, which we didn't do. But anyway, there was one part where they're like, no, you're going to be elves too, because they, they cast everybody uh-huh. in terms of height. So uh-huh. I was like 5'3", so I was in the hobbit category, but then everybody else was super tall. So what they did for us, because they needed more people, there were 55 of us in the in the cast. Whoa, I know. Well, 10, 10 swings, so 45 on stage. 10 swings. Yeah, can you imagine? And there were only uh, out of all of that there were 10 women so um, eight of us on stage oh, with wow. two swings isn't that crazy so what we did was um, uh, yeah isn't that nuts wait I lost my train of thought what was I going to tell you uh, the fr- oh uh, oh oh so those of us who were short they made us elves so the elves were the tall ones so uh-huh. I got to be an elf and I got to wear these stilt shoes which made uh-huh. me six foot one. Oh my god and oh, I had no. to dance in them so no I mean no wonder the show used to stop I mean it was like people on stilts <laughs> like on a rake stage it was all moving and the person went up and yeah. down we had this one time where one of the orcs like with his big face mask they were terrifying he was trying to jump from like a rotating thing that was like high to like a tiny little band that was going in the opposite oh, uh, direction and he missed oh, no. and he, he fell into this like old lady's lap on the front row <laughs> she was screaming oh and then God. they were trying to fish him out of the audience and he was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry screaming anyway it was so many things like that but it was great it was a f- super fun time it's a great show i mean like i remember being like during like Gollum schmeagle like the kind of like jekyll and hyde number mm-hmm. i was like what is happening and he's like climbing the drop as it's going and oh, isn't he amazing uh, incredible Michael incredible yeah. so good so check check that cast recording out and um yeah that was merch madness boom, 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 boom. thrilling and now it's time for a game our game master Caleb. quick Ooh. game okay these are quick <laughs> questions don't fret oh geez Rapid here we go fire. This. okay what are you obsessed with right now cupcakes um <laughs> oh god <laughs> what am i obsessed with uh Watching music. okay, music, and music, music, anything that comes into mind. Yeah, cupcakes uh, is a great answer. Yeah. I love cupcakes too. Cupcakes. Yeah. Also, uh, Dan Mangan. His music is amazing. It's very poetic. He's a Vancouver artist, songwriter. Okay, so um, something that is strictly one hundred percent Canadian, like you can only find it in Canada. Tortière. What is that? that? That is an incredible uh, meat pie. Sorry, vegans, but it's like 
pork and um, you put nutmeg in it and it's like in a pie and you pour maple syrup all over it and you eat it. Oh, it's so delicious. Maple syrup on anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, favorite takeout in the city? Oh, jeez. Oh, that's so It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard. It is oh hard. Oh my gosh. Favorite takeout? Um... Maybe or, five guys. Like I would, that was always my dirty treat. Oh, wow, like after yeah. the show, I'd be like, "Can we just stop here for a second? So good. Can we get a burger. <laughs> I love milk their milkshakes. They're great. Yeah, the milkshakes are awesome. They're solid. Um, so Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes. So candy hearts, fruity hard candy, or chocolate. Which one's the best? Chocolate. Chocolate all the way. Good old nasty milk chocolate. Uh, love milk chocolate. <laughs> no nutritional value. What's a, is it only in hearts for <laughs> for? Uh, Valentine's Day, there's no like bunnies, you know, that's Easter. But is there any other shapes that chocolate comes in for? I think heart is the the main shape. Yeah. Or lips, I feel like. Lips. Oh, I love the lips. Those hot lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember like the vampire lips you could get for Halloween? They were like wax. Yeah, wax lips. Why would you, you can't even eat them. They're just like wax lips. I know, what was that? What was the like thing that candy was like wax? Like you remember like the bottles that you could like bite into? Like no, I I love with, like, the sugar water liquid. and wax because that was so fun weird. to chew on. What? You know, they're, they're, they're tiny know. bottles, like an inch, like three inches. Okay. And they're filled with juice. Like some ju- kind sugar of sugary juice. juice liquid. And you'd bite the wax off and then like drink the, like drink the juice. I don't think I've ever even had one of those. It's it must be a very American thing Maybe to that's have an like, American thing. like weird wax it's candy. It's very like, mm. um... A, Gatlinburg, you're in the sure. you're in the mountains, and you're at a very general cracker barrel. store. Cracker yeah. barrel, yeah, yeah, very Cracker Barrel. Ooh. Okay. Um, besides performing, what would you do over twelve hundred times? Like, oh my god, what would I do over twelve hundred times? Oh god, I'm gonna be so nerdy right now. Board games. I'm such a board game. Oh. game. As I was leaving my house, my son had the Risk board out, and he was playing yeah. with my parents. Like, I love all of them. What's your favorite? Oh, right now. so hard to pick. Um, like, are you like a Catan person? Or are I you love like Catan. Uh, I love it. love that game. Carcassonne I love. I love... Um, Do you love Ticket to Ride? Love Ticket to Ride, yes. I have the Germany board and it's a lot of fun. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're like right on my alley. <laughs> oh, you know what? I love Shadows Over Camelot. You play against the game. Oh. And so we've played like a whole bunch of times, like six of us. And you have to, technically you have to speak to each other like, um, sir, dost thou have a blah, blah, blah. But we're like, just say what you want. It's <laughs> <laughs> super fun. You're like, I don't feel like acting during the no, game. No, please, so can we just, just stop? Like, do the game, yeah. 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 <laughs> Love Borgians. Okay. Um, three items you always carry with you besides like obvious, like your phone, your Metro card, three other things. I've gotten into breath mints recently yeah. just mm-hmm. because, you know, stay fresh. Do you have a preferred brand? Um, We're not sponsored, so you can say anyone. <laughs> well, I'm embarrassed to say Starbucks has those like little teeny tiny ones that are really quite uh-huh. good. They're like chips. They're tiny. Yeah, like. they're teeny tiny. And they're also like, I got a cute little container. So uh-huh, very cute. Fashionable. Um, <laughs> so there's <laughs> those. Um, I would say m- mascara. I like to have a little scent with me, you Ooh. know, just because I go to freshen. yoga. Yep. Just a little freshen up. What kind? Um, I've been really into... Um, Rag and Bones Cypress. Oh, okay. Really great scent. Um, Very fresh. Gwyneth Paltrow just came out with a candle called Smells Like My Vagina. What? So that's a what? smell that you can like have in your home. Gwyneth Paltrow is so interesting. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Did I just imagine you saying that? No, that no. like, and it's <laughs> sold out. It's, it's, it's back order. You can't buy any because it's sold out. Are you kidding me? It's very like, because she has the whole like blog thing, like Goop or whatever the name is of like her, her like mom blog or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for it. Good for wow. her. I know, but she's, that's a scent. Like amazing. came out and just like you buy like yeah. the perfume. You're like, shh, shh, Gwyneth, vagina. <laughs> Silly. That is so <laughs> crazy. I've literally you can like sell literally anything. anything. Yeah. After this, I'm full on googling that. <laughs> <laughs> um, your Valentine's Day plans? Well, I don't want to give anything. She might be listening. <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, I don't know. I usually I like to give experiences because I think mm. it's yeah. it's fun. You know, yeah. I think sometimes it's nice to give jewelry and that kind of stuff. But you can tell us a favorite know. past yeah. experience too. Well, like, you, like, don't you know, aire baths. Ooh, you no. can spend to Aire. No. It's great. Are those like, like, like Russian baths? Like, like the Roman baths. Sure. Like little, Is there one the, in New York? Yes, oh, work. it's amazing. You've got to go. It's so good. Have you been over to Sojo Spa across the river? No. Great. Solid day trip. Ooh. In Jersey. It's yeah, amazing. Day spa. 
I love, I love a spa. Premiere yeah. 57. Have you ever done the um, the sensory deprivation one where you go no, into but the... I, that <gasps> sounds terrifying. Water. Oh, no, it's great. It's great. It's great. We did we did it one time. Jen and I did it. And, we, and there's like, they turn off the lights. It's a salt water pool. You have to put an earplug so that you don't get the stuff so in your ears. And crazy. you're just like in the dark. And you can't hear or talk or do oh. anything. It's so cool. Wait, so wait. What was the, the first one? What was it called? Aire. A-I-R-E. Okay. Okay. It's I'm great. Definitely looking that one up. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever have a New York survival job? Ever? Not in New York, no. But I did work for Licks Burgers in Kingston, Ontario, in Canada. Licks Burgers, like and I'd Lick? sing like oh. Licks, like apostrophe S. Oh wait, but was it like the? Is it like the Ellen Stardust of um of kind Canada? Of, yes, and you had to sing like you know, hey, home burgers are made to go. Like <laughs> it looks good, tastes even better at Licks. And you, oh my god, wow, terrible! I got into so much trouble. I was the worst. I spilled a huge thing. Like this whole busload of cheerleaders came in this one day, and I got all nervous. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had my gloves on, and they were like lined up out to the door. And this really cute like girl with like blonde hair came up. She was like, "I want a large milk." I was like, who orders a large milk? But I was like, I'll get it. And so large I milk. grabbed it. And then because I had my gloves on, I Slip. went to go give it to her. And it slipped out of my hand. And it spilled all over her and the entire family behind her. And oh, then they were no. like, clean it up. So I had to go get the thing. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was horrible. They were yelling at me. Oh, my God. Awful. Never uh, again, never again. Everyone check out Cheer on Netflix. <laughs> It's really good. If you haven't watched that, that is amazing. I hear. I hear. Yeah. They yeah. are wild. I got to get into a new TV show. So maybe not. <laughs> okay. We're trying to save the world. Um, would you choose metal straw slash reusable bag, mm-hmm. composting or recycling? What's your like number one? I would say recycling just because it's a, I feel like it's a bigger thing, mm-hmm. but I have a metal straw and I, you know, save mm-hmm. the turtles. Like, please, anyone who's listening, don't use plastic straws. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you do cut them up before you put them in the garbage, because, you know, turtles yeah. choke on them all the time. Oh, it's kind of like the, um, the six pack. You can cut those. Yeah. So they don't yes. like, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but you know, people now are using, you know, paper straws, which mm-hmm. is yeah. good. I know some people don't like them, but then carry a metal straw with you. Like that's what yeah. I do for my five-year-old. And then I can be like, here's your straw. Don't yeah. use that one that they gave you. I'm yeah. also just kind of like, uh, people are like, I don't like the paper straws. I'm like, do you like it. living on yeah, a planet? Do you like yeah. your planet? Like, do you like you, the ocean? Can you just deal with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a small sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. need to start telling like the waiter that like or waitress or whoever's like, delivering the no food. Straws. No straws. Because I hate it when they um they put the straw in your glass already, but they like keep the top on it so you don't ever have a chance to say Yes. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, and I think all that they have to do is get used to it. Like the more of us that say, hey, no thanks. And we say it in a polite way. Mm-hmm. Like it's not their fault. They've probably been trained to do it like right. this. Yeah. Uh-huh. You just say, hey, you know what? Thank you very much. But no thanks. And then they'll get used to it. And then hopefully more businesses will turn around yeah. and start using That's the paper. That's very like yeah. um, people that you do a zero, zero waste lifestyle are always just like when they go out, they're like, and by the way, no straws, no napkins, please. That's great. You know, just oh. like just I'm saying it when that. you order, you know, just like zero waste, just like no straws, no napkins and zero waste. Thank you. That's like, amazing. So solid. Anyway, hot tip. Okay, last question is, I can't believe this is my job moment you've ever had in your career. Oh my God, Kennedy Center honors. <gasps> I pinched myself so many times. I got to meet and sing with Aretha Franklin, James Taylor, Janelle Monet, and Sarah Bareilles. And I was like, I can't believe my life right now. And like at one point in the monitors, we were doing like the credits, you know, uh-huh. and it was I Feel the Earth Move. And they, were, and they had like Janelle and her line, like uh-huh. Aretha, her line, Shalina. Solo line, and I was like, "What? Somebody take a picture of this water!" It's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. That is truly incredible. Truly, yeah. there's so many moments like with that night for sure. It was like top of the gig. What an amazing gift! Yeah. And yeah. thank you so much for spending your Saturday morning with us. Oh, my pleasure. You guys are amazing. <laughs> it's so fun to hang out with. I could do this so for like much two fun. More I know. Hours. Let's do this for a couple more hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where can people find you on social media? Where can people buy your album? Mm. Tell the people. iTunes. Uh, it's What's it called? Shalina. Oh, it's called What You Find in a Bottle. Um, and you can find me at Shalina Kennedy, a Twitter, Instagram. Really, Instagram's kind of the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I've got a little Facebook page, Shalina Kennedy. It's all Shalina Kennedy. Good. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. You can find the podcast at Equity One Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Equity One underscore on Twitter. Send us an email at Equity One Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Any um, future guests you would like to hear from? And uh, find us on iTunes and give us a rate and review. With your help, other people can find us. Yes, five stars, please. And also check us out at the Broadway Podcast Network. Obviously. Website. Yes. Caleb, where can people find you? Caleb Dickey on everywhere. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Elliot, where can we find you? Um, I'm at Elliot Maddox on everywhere. And uh, with that, thank you so much and cheers. 
Cheers. Till next time. The road goes It's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.